Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented as always by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not all. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you're going to get a free CHGO membership. That unlocks all of our great ad-free web content and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, a free t-shirt like mine right here from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. We've got Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Welcome to our first ever CHGO Blackhawks Mailbag Monday. We're going to get to that in the second half of the show. We've got a little bit of Hawks news to get to on May 23rd, which is always a nice all thing to right. say. So, yes. fellas, I hope you had a nice weekend. Lawrence, welcome back from Hawaii. Oh my gosh, I f- like totally forget how to do everything, but yeah, this is exciting. <laughs> Hawaii will do that to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mai Tais, man, Mai Tais. <laughs> well, so far, so good. I think we're on. I think yeah. the first 45 uh, seconds have been outstanding. I've, I've got, uh, we are, I've got it on the iPad, we are yes. live, so oh. you're mission <laughs> accomplished. <laughs> right. We're good. All right. You could take the hula skirt off, though. It's okay. Well, you know, I thought that and the Keep coconuts you'd enjoy. <laughs> Well, that's true. You can keep the coconut bra on. We're fine with that. (laughs) But that's it. (laughs) All right, so where do we start? I think we should start with the Barry Trotz. I'm going to go, air quotes, news. Um, We saw Friday, Nick Kiprios tweeted that, I think he said five or six NHL teams had reached out to Barry Trotz. So I reached out to a handful of my sources and had two of them confirm that, yes, indeed, the Blackhawks were among those teams to reach out to Barry Trotz doing their due diligence um, and they also sort of qualified, one of them qualified it with, they kind of know he's not interested, but they know they have to ask at the same time, and they, right. they wanted to ask. And just like we talked about with the GM search, um, you want to pick as many brains as you can. So if they can get a sit-down with Barry Trotz, whether or not he's interested in the job, I think that's, that's great. And you love to see them not just saying, like, well, he's not going to want to do this. Let's stick with our, our short little list. So... I wouldn't get too excited about it as a Hawks fan. I don't think it's going to happen that he's going to be the next coach of the Blackhawks. But uh, the fact that they're among the teams reaching out means they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And hopefully he'll at least give them, you know, a few moments of his time to talk to him and chat with him. It can't hurt. Yeah, I mean, the, the worst thing he can say is no. Like, right. that's, there, <laughs> there's no harm in saying, hey, do you want the job? No. All right. Well, thanks. You know, it's, that's, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. I think we all understand. I think most Blackhawks fans understand as well. This is not the enticing job that a person 
of Barry Trotz's stature and where he's at in his coaching career probably wants to go into. So there's nothing wrong with if, if he is willing to chat and and maybe be swayed one way or the other. Um, nothing wrong with that. But yeah, I, I think the Hawks are, are, are doing the right thing by reaching out and see what happens. Kicking the tires is the uh, is the popular term. Listen, there is nothing wrong with asking one of the greatest defensive-minded coaches the his, the game has ever seen, "Hey, you want to come here and uh teach our really crappy defenses?" <laughs> Let me take a look at the roster. <laughs> no. There's nothing no, I sure wrong. Don't. <laughs> but here's something else that's good because we've got a really brand new inexperienced front office. They're trying to gain experience here, too. Go yeah. out and talk to guys. Learn how to interview other coaches, other possible front office people. Just like the guys on, on the ice, the young players on the ice, are going to get better by reputa- uh, repetitions. They're getting their reps in here by talking to sure. Barry Trotz. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong. He's not coming here. He's not going to take this job. But at least give him the opportunity to say no. Well, even if, if Kyle Davidson has the opportunity to talk to him and says, hey, Look, uh, thanks for the interview. I'm glad. You know, I hope you'll consider us, yada, yada. By the way, uh, conversely, for the for the GMs you've played for, what have been some of the things you've liked and haven't liked yeah. about certain mm-hmm. GMs? What, what, what do you value from a GM? What sort of, um, you know, level of involvement? How often should I be around the players? Like, I don't know. I think there's some brain picking to be done that could help Kyle Davidson in this role too from, again, a guy who's been experienced, been with a lot of, uh, high-profile teams in high-profile situations with high-profile GMs like Lou Lamorello and the list mm-hmm. goes on. What does a GM, in your mind, what is the ideal GM? What is their role day-to-day with you, et cetera? And, hey, it's one man's opinion, but it's one extra opinion that Kyle Davidson has to evaluate. Yeah, and, and I think with... And there's worse men to have an opinion from Right, as well. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like there's... This isn't, you know, they're they're not considering bringing in the the first person that they're tied to is not some some random coach from overseas or you know a a young assistant that's not really proven or anything like that like they're going to have their name attached whether it's strong or not have their name attached to being like yeah you know we we talked to Barry Trotz about you know the opportunity for it and 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 just see where it goes from there yeah you know we've seen am I mistaken or did you just subtweet both Alpo Suhonen and Jeremy Carlton in that (laughs) sentence I, you know, it's what we do here. Hey, just checking. Is, that's why I'm just in this checking. chair. You know? There is no subtweeting Jeremy Colleton. His wife is aware of everything tweeted about him. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's very active on Twitter. Mm, okay. uh, uh, just a quick little yeah. question here. Well, not a question, a comment in the chat from Troy. Uh, looking for that Bears podcast that's usually here at 11 o'clock, but yeah, we've, uh, I think we forgot to mention. Yeah, we, we, we've shuffled the deck <laughs> new, a little new, bit. New showtime. Yeah. We're, we're, we are now the 11 o'clock brunch podcast. Bears will be coming on after us. Uh, one o'clock. So a little shuffling of the deck chairs. All right, not today though, not today. We have a uh, Adams down with the sickness. Is that what I heard? Uh, yes, yeah, uh, he must have been at a disturbing concert an last night. <laughs> and uh, but yeah. going forward, the Bears will be on at one o'clock. I know that's our uh, most popular podcast for all the right reasons. Yeah, but the Bears didn't go away. We would be silly to like <laughs> get rid of Bears coverage yes. here at CHGO. Right. Yeah, so uh, anyway, so Barry Trotz, the call's been made. Whether or not the interview happens, we will see. Yeah. Um, but, hey, again, there's no downside to this. No. You know, it's uh, find out what you can from him, see what he's interested in. Who knows? Maybe he's really excited about Wyatt Kelnick. 
Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe he just really Why loves not? the Lincoln Park Zoo. That could be. And it's look, free, you know. Barry is a man of my stature. Lots of good food options around here for him. Uh, there's a lot of appealing <laughs> things about Chicago. There are um, off the ice. Off the there ice. There are <laughs> way worse cities you could work in yes. than Chicago. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, yes. The other bit of news is uh, we got wind of this back in April. Mm-hmm. That the Blackhawks had signed defenseman Philip. Now, according to the press release, it's Rouse, R O W S, or Rose. Not I would Roos. say it's Rose. It's not Roos. Not Roos. R O W dash S. So is it Rois? Rose. Maybe it's Rois because they're dividing it here like it's two syllables. Philip Rois. R O W dash S. Rois. 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 Okay, we're going to go. We'll go with Rois. Call him Phil. Call him Phil. Phil. We got Phil K. We'll start with Phil, and then we'll go. uh, We'll we'll get everything correct. We'll call him Boss. All right. So Philip Rois signs a two-year entry-level contract, running through the 2023-24 season. That's a 925k uh, cap hit. Six-four defenseman uh, skated his first full season in the SHL in Sweden. Uh, One goal, five assists, and 50 games. Uh, A big dude. Six-four. And uh, Mario, I know you have the quote from uh, Kyle Davidson. About Philip Rois. I got it. Greg's got it. Greg's got it. Yeah. I didn't want He's to got it pulled up. <laughs> I didn't want to freak you out there. Like, <laughs> okay. Oh, crap, right. I missed it. No, yeah. <laughs> this is from Kyle Davidson, who, of course, is going to give us some positivity here. Philip is a big body who possesses strong skating abilities for his size. That's a combination of traits that teams across the leagues are always searching for. Philip played valuable minutes in Sweden's top league this season and will strengthen our pool of defensive prospects. Uh, to me, this is a zero-risk, high-reward type of move. You're giving him two years to see what he's got at league minimum. Worst-case scenario, he fills a hole in Rockford as all those guys start to come up. Best-case yeah. scenario, you get a guy. You got some size. Mm-hmm. And, and according to his uh, elite prospects little note, they had a good skater who is sound positionally and an offensive defenseman with good size, hands, strong skating ability. That sounds fun. It sounds good. That I'll sounds take like a, a good six thing. foot four guy that could skate and score goals. That sounds uh, ideal. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are going to hear that one goal, five assists, and fifty games. It's really hard to translate yeah. European, European stats. Are, are crazy. To, yeah, because remember, remember how everybody used to think Joel Quinville hated to play young players. Yeah. Well, that's actually true in Europe, and then multiply it by ten. Like if you are <laughs> under twenty five, you play three minutes a night. Doesn't matter. Like it's super hard for young guys to get playing time in European leagues. It's a veteran-driven league, so you can't take those numbers. You got to take those numbers with a grain of salt and go by the scouting reports. Yeah. Uh, but hey, you're adding size. Everybody says they need size. They got to have size, and they do. You, you see playoff hockey. There's some big boys bumping down low. So you, you add some size to some of their more undersized, talented defensive prospects. Again. Worst case scenario, this doesn't work out. You're not investing anything right. except a little bit of money. Uh, 23 years old, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. And uh, I like that Davidson says adding him to our pool of prospects yeah, as opposed to just like putting him on the Hawks right away. Right. They're going to see what he's got. Uh, and, and look, there are many, many open spots on this roster as it is defensively. Probably more to come. Um, I'm sure they're going to let Gustafson walk. It sure feels like Calvin DeHaan's going to go. Um, and then everything else should be pretty wide open. And who knows if they move somebody at the draft to move in, we're going to get to that during our mailbag segment, but somebody like Connor Murphy or Jake McCabe or whoever really could be moved to open up a spot for a prospect they think is ready. So 
it's going to be a very interesting thing to keep an eye on. But uh, there's your two bits of news for this Monday in May. And like I said, we will take it because there's usually not too much right, yeah. Blackhawks news uh, in May. So um, get excited, Philip Rois. I'm Rois. That we're going. Yeah. With? yeah. Rois? Let's go with that until, until we, we hear different. Until we're yeah. here differently. Right. I will. I will search some YouTube. Uh, highlights and see how the announcers in Sweden pronounce it. Good move. And then butcher it after that. All right. Yes. Well, the best oh, way to support uh, CHGO and our mispronunciations is to download the PointsBet app and use that code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you're going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not all. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you get a free CHGO membership. That unlocks all of our web content. If you've not been on, on allchgo.com yet and you're not a member... You're missing out because it's great written content. It's ad-free. It's absolutely beautiful, easy to read, well-written by our huge panel of insiders and beat reporters and experts. It's fantastic. You're also going to get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. Two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free shirt from the CHGO Locker. All that for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions about that, by the way, you can send an email, pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll get you squared away. It's your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better. PointsBet's newest feature is live NBA same-game parlays. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live NBA same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game, and if you want more, you can always boost your live same-game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And remember, online sign-up is available right now in Illinois. Take out your phone. Download that, download that PointsBet app and sign up from start to finish. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And if you're really enjoying uh, us uh, at CHGO uh, with the Blackhawks content, with you know the Bears content, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, baseball season's uh, fully underway. Red Stars, Fire, Chicago Sky, we got you covered across the board. Consider becoming a member to continue supporting us uh, at allchgo.com. That unlocks all of our written content. Uh, you get a free shirt with your membership, like the one that Jay is wearing. Uh, you get access to the members-only Discord, uh, which we, we, you know, we jump in from time to time. I'll probably jump in after the, uh, the show today. Got a couple hours to kill until uh, our softball game tonight, company softball game, going for nice. 2-0. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 a great way to support us. It's a great way to be connected to uh, the best coverage in Chicago sports. Um, so consider signing up, becoming a member, and getting all of the perks of being part of the CHGO family. It's uh, really great. Love this shirt. The shirts are super comfortable. Very comfortable. Um, they're this like tri blend. They're not like the super heavy cotton no. like sweat generating Perfect shirts for summer. They are definitely warm weather shirts as where the weather is finally kind of sort of getting warm around here. Yeah, they're fantastic. So summer right, shirts. It's time to get to it. it. Is our first mailbag Monday show in CHGO Blackhawks history. We're also Here's the first the mail. It, no, I think that one's taken. We're the mind. first <laughs> podcast ever. To do Mailbag Monday. Oh, yeah. No one's ever thought I, of this I, before. Yeah, this is a fresh idea yeah. in yes. the world of podcasts. And the alliteration is what I really like. I, I do, too. We yeah. all got together. Yeah, Mailbag Tuesday doesn't sound good. No, yeah. Uh, we got together, had the table full of Chinese food, you know, like the, the popular meme mm-hmm. that's in so much pop culture. We worked really, really hard and came up with this Mailbag Monday. Do not steal that no. if you're yeah. another podcast, all right? I think this we can is try and trademark this. Our intellectual property. Please back off. Yes. All right. Sorry, now that that's out of the way, all right? 
Uh, let's start it with our with our celebrity question of the week. <laughs> by the way, coming from our good friends at the Rockford Ice Hogs, the official, the verified Rockford Ice Hogs account says, "If you could only eat one stadium entree for an entire hockey season, which would you choose? Hot dog slash brat, burger, chicken tenders, barbecue pulled pork, nachos, and then they added in a second tweet, pizza." So I'm glad that we are starting this with the hardest hitting question yes, that we got. This is, yeah. this is the one I'm most stressed about. Yeah. We may have to like ditch the rest of the questions because we might not have enough time. Yeah, this to might go this for one. about 40 minutes here. Yeah, this could be a, a certainly a 40 minute question. <laughs> now it's interesting because I think this they left it as ambiguous as stadium entree. So this could be you know this doesn't have to necessarily be from one specific stadium. It doesn't have to be from the BMO Harris. Uh, Bank Center, Good even point. though it is, you know, a, a fine establishment. Um, I think out of that list, um, I am going to go with the. Now I know that I know that this may be sacrilegious to say, Uh-oh. but I am going with a brat from Miller Park. I'm sorry, American Family Field or whatever it's called wow. now. That's fine. I got no. I got no issue with that. I mean, that's. I mean, you go to you go to Milwaukee, and that is where the brat is going to be best. I had a horror story brought about the, that that ballpark once. Now, they may have changed it, or maybe I just was at the oh, wrong yeah. stand. But I didn't like that it was grilled on a flat top grill. That sucker's got to mm. be on on some charcoal. That's a good point. It. So I didn't care for that. And then I ordered cheese fries there, and mm. they put nacho cheese on the French fries in Wisconsin. Hmm. That, that yeah. ballpark should have been padlocked and condemned at that point. <laughs> How do you put nacho right. cheese on cheese fries in Wisconsin? I mean, maybe I was probably just there on a bad day. Maybe cost cutting a little bit there, trying to save uh, some money. But thoughts on the stadium sauce on those brats? It's fantastic. Yeah, you got to get that. I love it. Yeah. If, whenever I whenever I go back to uh, to Wisconsin, where I am from, I'll admit that on this podcast. <gasps> uh, I know. It's get a out. Well kept secret. Well, um, whenever I head back home, I always try and go to uh, a grocery store that I know carries the stadium sauce. Pick some of that up. Bring it back across state lines. Is that legal? I hope, so, otherwise, <laughs> I hope so, otherwise that's I'm, how, that's I'm in how trouble. You, that's how he sneaks in his fireworks. He sticks them in the <laughs> yeah. bottle. Of sticks them in the brats. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, you know, I'm going to go the brat route, too, but you don't have to go to Miller Park to get fantastic ballpark brats. The, ball, the brats at Guaranteed Rate Field, and I'm a Cub fan, the brats at Guaranteed Rate Field are killer. They are almost worth the price of admission. They're that good. So go. that's what I'm going to go with. I'm a big fan at the United Center. Of the Sweet Baby Ray's uh, turkey, barbecue turkey sandwich. Barbecue okay. turkey sandwich. It is like fresh cut off the breast turkey, and they throw some Sweet Baby Ray's Ooh, turkey uh, barbecue good. sauce on it. It's hot. It comes with fries. I don't know if that, that concession stuff. stand is still there. This was pre-COVID, <laughs> so the last few times I've been to the United Center, I haven't been hanging out in the concession stand area, but that was my go-to back when I had season tickets. I'd, I'd assume it, if sandwich. it's if it's something like that, where it's fresh cut like that, it was phenomenal. I would think that would be a fan favorite. It was very good. Uh, and um, But based on like what I've had the last month or so of the season at the United Center, I could live off the pimento cheese dip in the press box. It is every time I see that it's out there, I I make sure I get at least two of them. They're phenomenal. I think I probably added a couple pounds uh, because of <laughs> yeah. the the cookie brownies that they have. And, oh and yeah, the yeah. gummy bears don't help. I took down no. at least a minimum of 118 gummy bears per game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, so there you go. I mean, I'm going to jump in because, you know, I feel like I'm part of this podcast today, yeah, too. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I think it depends on the stadium for me. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. I mean, if I'm at Wrigley, I definitely need a dog off of the flat top grill with the grilled onions. And actually, that kind of goes for the cell as well, or whatever we're calling the thing on the south side. G-rate, whatever. The Joan. Um, and then, like, if you're, if I'm at Miller Park, if we're bringing Miller Park up, my favorite thing there is the... The like hot, like sugary candied nuts yes. that they do, oh, that yeah. mixed bag of pecans any, and all that good any stuff. Any stadium that has that and you walk past it, you're oh gonna you're gonna smell it for a week. It's At, just and it's just the best. And then if we're talking about the the brewers uh spring training complex in Maryvale, Arizona, which I know that's exactly on the That's top exactly of your what line. I was that's, thinking of. Yeah, yeah. They have something called island noodles where they just take a walk. And they throw noodles and like soba noodles and a bunch of vegetables, fresh vegetables, and flip it in a nice sauce. Oh my god, it was like really? the best thing I ever had. At spring I would, I would not think that. Oh my uh, god, the best that that would be a baseball staple. That's to spring eat training, stands, but yeah. that's true. Right? One other, one last mention. I got to give a shout out to our uh, the Chicago Dogs in Rosemont. Uh, our our wonderful uh, social media director Casey's going to be working with them this summer. Yes, so check them out if you get a chance in Rosemont. Great little ballpark. Their hot dog stand. Is the Wiener Circles also friends? Also friends. Program. Yes. So CHG. you can get a Wiener Circle Chicago dog at the ballpark. No chocolate shakes. But yeah, but they do have the hot dogs. A lot of children. A lot of children on the concourse. We don't need them acting. But that's okay. Their mascot there. is a ketchup bottle that flashes you. So apparently, yes. you know, they're a little they're a little risque <laughs> no there in Rosemont. Yeah. There you go. But good times. You can never go wrong with a Chicago dog at a ball game. No, no. All right. I think we all made good picks, and now I'm starving. So let's yes. wrap yeah. this up. All right. That's gonna do it for now. Um, <laughs> all right. We got a question here from Will on Twitter with a really good and well thought out question. Um, that's going to make us all think very much about hockey. Is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> no, it's not. I'll get to that another time. What are the top three things outside of the draft that Kyle Davidson needs to accomplish in order to consider this offseason a successful first step of the rebuild? Top three. Now, it's t- I mean, number one is hire the coach, right? Hire the right coach. Hire the right coach. And yeah. we're not going to be able to answer that question No. until... We know for at least two or three right, years. Yeah. As soon as as soon as they announce it, half the fan base will say it's the worst move ever, and the right. other half will say Stanley Cup in next year. Right. Yeah. So there's gonna be a lot of that. insert new Blackhawks coach name here parody accounts. Right. Stan accounts, all that stuff. Right. Not yes. Bowman, but yeah, no, there are what no the kids those. use the word stand yeah. for. There are no Stan stands anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think one of the biggest things he needs to accomplish is to lay the foundation for the culture. He wants. Yeah. You got to get. You got to get your guys that you kind of already identified as guys who are going to be here for a while. You have to get them to buy in. You got to get them to become part of this culture. That was a that was a buzzword that he said a lot during that little uh, you know meet and greet they had last week at the United Center with the front office. You heard that a lot. We want to establish a culture that was huge with the Cubs. Yep. And now you got Jeff Greenberg who was part of that. Uh, you know, you want your guy from the day they're drafted to the day he gets to the NHL to be on the same page right. as everybody else. So all those steps along the way are fluid and seamless. And that's going to be the most important part is getting that culture, the seeds of that culture planted this summer. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, I also think one thing that he needs to do in terms of like transactionally is try to acquire as many assets as you can. And that sounds like trade picks for more picks, but it might be trading more picks for higher picks, right? Because I'll, I'll take a first over a second and a third, 
right? So it's not so much volume of assets, but the one thing he said during that meet and greet, whatever you want to call it thing last week, that had any sort of certainty to it was that he would like to get into the first round this year. And I think he's looking for ways to do that. Mm -hmm. And what those ways are remain to be seen, but that is gathering assets. And yes, it might cost you two picks for one or three picks for one, but a a first round pick is a better asset and picking on day one is a better asset. So um, if that doesn't work out, take some of the veteran guys you have that you know aren't really going to make or break the team next year and try to get some picks for them and try, you know, those are the ways that you can accelerate this rebuild is by taking, getting more lottery tickets. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of ways to add assets. Uh, I think that that is the, the thing you should be looking to do right now. That is sort of step one of the rebuild is figure out what veterans you want to keep which ones you want to get rid of and try to maximize the return for those you, you, you can move. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of common sense, but um, out he said outside of the draft. So I, th- I think, yeah, culture is huge. Get the coach, get assets. Those are, those are the three. And I think yeah. culture might be number one on that. And they, and that, that, and the coach kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. And I, I think the, the, the culture thing that's coming, not just from Kyle Davis. And I think that's also coming from, you know, Danny Wirtz, Jamie Faulkner, the, the messages that they've been, along with Kyle Davis, the messages that they've been um, putting out there uh, since, you know, everything that, that, that happened last summer and, and, and transpired throughout the season. I think the, the culture thing is not only in the locker room, but around the organization. And that's, you know, from, from the top down, you need to have, especially in a rebuild, an organizational buy-in. And from, from, from what we heard uh, last week at the meet and greet, the organizational buy-in is there with with the people that are that are already in house, which is what you you need. You need everyone on the same page. Um, I, so I think I think the culture thing is a great point. I think you know within that within the culture aspect of it, I think you also have Kyle Davidson will have to present the style of team he wants to build. You know the the kind of players that they're looking for. Speed is the biggest thing that 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 he mentioned. Um, going into you know this offseason and, and what they're going to be looking for to add to the team um, I think what we've seen in a, in a in the previous draft and a couple players that they've that they've brought up um, young players is size Alec, mm-hmm. uh, Alec Grula, Alex Vlasic, Philip Rouse now coming in like those are three defensemen who um, have been put into the you know into the lineup of young defensemen coming up all of them are big guys and all of them can move well for their size. Um, so I think that that's kind of what we're, we're seeing a little bit now of it, adding speed mm-hmm. and adding some size defensively. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, through free agency, um, what, what Davidson plans to do to put together a lineup that's going to start the rebuild. Um, so that'll be interesting. And, and I think, all of this kind of ties together with establishing the culture, the lineup, the type of team that they want to put together, um, and and trying to get few, you know, get young future assets, whether it's picks or, or young prospects. I think a lot of that could be tied to the futures of Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane, and I think that those are things that this summer, I, I, I'm firmly believing that their paths, whether it's in Chicago just for a year or beyond that or not in Chicago, those paths need to be defined this summer. 
and I think if you can under if 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 the organization can understand if the fan base can understand where their paths are going to be in the rebuild from this summer I think that that can make the rest of every that 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 can help the rest of the dominoes kind of fall into place whether that's moving them for potential picks assets whatever it is or if it's those two guys buying in and saying we want to be part of this rebuild um if, if Jonathan Taze wants to accept the leadership role of, of a rebuild and probably swallow some pride and accept an extension that's less than what he has gotten in the past, um, I think that that's, that's an important thing that they're going to have to figure out if they're going to rebuild with them or without them. And I think the one thing we needed to, to have cautionary for Hawks fans this summer, we won't know if this summer was successful or not until two or three years from now at least so let's not declare this summer a failure or knocked it out of the park until Mm -hmm. we know because this this off season is going to set up the next couple off seasons he's got a lot of damage control a lot of a lot of uh, cleanup yeah it's like he's like the guys that get hired to clean up like the most gruesome crime scenes (laughs) that's just that's his job this summer he's that guy that shows up to clean out the gruesome crime scene so that apartment can get rented again the next week. That's what he's got to do. Yeah, that's uh, that's a gross, gross comparison, but yeah. I will say also accurate. Um, got one on Twitter from Z Rosie. Are there any cap dump trades you would like to see the Hawks pull off to gain more assets? Something in the same vein as the Bickle and Tavo uh, to Carolina trade. <laughs> I don't want to do any of that. Sorry. Um, the, when you look at the roster... There's not a ton of like overpaid veterans aside from Taves and Kane. Uh, Tyler Johnson makes five million for the next two seasons after this one. You can uh, stomach that. You can stomach that. Seth Jones is almost immovable. Yeah. Uh, Calvin Nahan. I'm sorry. Jake McCabe makes four million for the next three years. That's one you can consider dumping. Yeah. Uh, the other one here is Connor Murphy, and th- this is going to be an interesting conversation this off season. Four point four million until twenty twenty five twenty six. That is an absolute bargain. It is if Connor Murphy can stay healthy, and that is a question, a, right? Yeah. But for that money, for a defenseman of that caliber, that's a very enticing trade to make for a team that's looking to win, looking to add some defense for a low low cap hit, and a team that's ready to win now might be willing to give you a prospect and or a pick or two to make that deal happen. I don't necessarily want to move Connor Murphy, but if you're getting another really big return for him, you absolutely consider it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, th- I think he's one of the defensemen that between Murphy and McCabe who their, their cap hits are similar. Their, their, their term is, is close. Um, but, but Murphy is, is obviously the, the more, um, you know, attractive asset out of, out of the two going off of, you know, recent seasons, especially, you know, this past season. His health is a, is a little bit of a concern. Um, I'm glad that they just said, no, you're, you're, you're done for the yeah. rest of the year. They didn't push him back for any reason. Smart. Um, but I, I, I think in, in, in the same breath, Murphy f- really seems like a player that Davidson and the Blackhawks would want to keep around because he's, you know, he's, he's one of the leaders of the team. He, he has a very positive uh, impact on the on on the locker room and and we just talked about you know setting culture I think Connor Murphy is one of the players that I think the Blackhawks um, I get the sense that they want to keep around to have a good culture to and, and to be a guy who has been on 
bad teams and rebuilding teams before with 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 Phoenix um, or Arizona, and he has so he he has the the ability to stomach that. Right. Whether he wants to continue to do that, probably not. But I mean, he has the ability to do that. He's seen it. Um, and he knows how to kind of navigate that as as a, as a veteran, and he's been with Chicago for longer than even I realize sometimes. Um, so he's a, he's very established within the team, and I think that that goes a long way, especially for a team that's going to be rebuilding, going to be young, and going to be having people probably come in for a little bit and leave while they get the young players ready to go. So it's it's interesting whether you can get enough. In a Murphy trade, in a trade for Murphy is is interesting to balance against what I think the how I feel the organization views him as a person that they want in the locker room and can be serviceable on a nightly basis. And if you talk about culture, that is a one A kind of guy to have in your organization. Right, absolutely, yeah. So that that'll be a tough decision for for Davidson to make. What he values more, mm-hmm. what Murphy brings to this young team, especially a team that's going to have a lot of young defensemen. Or does he value what he could potentially bear on the trade market? That's Those are the tough decisions. A lot of people just say, that's an easy trade. Trade them, trade them, trade them, get mm-hmm. the picks. But yeah, there, there's, there's, more, there's, a, there's a lot of value than just what shows up on the score sheet for a guy like Connor Murphy. And I, I'll point the thumb at myself sometimes that my brain works in like the NHL 22 <laughs> version where it's like player for player. But that stuff does matter. And you can't just go 100% young. I was listening to another podcast this weekend. They're like, why aren't it, Why aren't all the Ice Hogs up here? It's like, for what? To lose every game 6-1, to one, destroy their confidence, make everyone miserable? Like, you can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah. A rebuild doesn't just mean your whole team is young and you go 0-82. That's, that's, that's not a path to success. It's just not. Development is part of it, and you need veterans to fill out those spots. And uh, Connor Murphy is a great example. And look, uh, I th- was it Davidson or was it um, McIver that said, look, when kids are ready to come up, then we'll consider those moves, right? right? Then we'll move out those veterans when we've got someone ready to take a spot. That's how a rebuild is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. You develop, develop, develop. When the players develop, then you look to move the veteran. Then you reload some assets. You've got young guys playing, and that's how the cycle keeps going, right? right? It's not just go 100% young. Or go 100% old. That's just not how it works. I always find it kind of funny that it's it's a lot of the same people that have spent the last 10 years, and rightfully so, bitching that the Hawks can't develop young players. But then in the next breath, get all the young players up here now. <laughs> you can't do it both ways. No. it's that now, is, is, now is the time for patience. Total disaster if you do that. Uh, one from the Discord here. And if you want uh, access to our Discord, become a member at allchgo.com. This is from Sung. Sung says, rumor mill has the Blackhawks trying to trade back into the first round of the upcoming draft. Depending what prospect we're aiming for, how much would it likely cost to do so? That's a really good question, and it's sort of hard to tell. I think it's unlikely the Hawks have the assets to get like a top 10 pick in this draft. That's Yeah, unless you're, unless you're moving Patrick Kane, Patrick Patrick Kane. Kane or Debrinkit. Debrinka, yeah, that's about it. That's yeah. that's about it. Where where you're going to get back into the uh, the lottery range in the in the first round, I think there. And I, I know we have a. I think we have another question regarding the young defenseman, but I'll 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 bring it into this discussion. I I think what we're looking at with the young defensemen coming up, not all of them are going to be playing in the NHL with the Blackhawks when everything is said and done. 
there will be some players, I, I don't know specifically who, but there will be some out of the group that will be looked at more as, you know what, that he this player is developing well, they're young, they're coming up, but we have only room for two out of these four or, or two out of these three, whatever it is. And maybe they look at it as the odd man out as, okay, we, we, we like him. He's developed well. He, he could be playing in the NHL with us, but we only have so many spots. And they reach out to a team that says, hey, you know, we, we're, we're interested in, in player XYZ. Um, I think we could, as soon as this summer, see something like that play out. I mean, we, we saw players like Alec Regula and Alex Vlasic and Ian Mitchell pretty much establish themselves as some of the top young defensemen that will be gunning for some of the open spots that'll be... Um, you know, with the Blackhawks blue line this, this, this upcoming season, I think you look at a player like Isaac Phillips, um, Jakob Galvis, like these, like these guys are, are, are coming up and have developed well. Some of them just are going to end up being trade pieces. So I don't know if they garner first round picks, but I think you could look at a young player who's, who's, who's coming up, um, who probably could be seeing some NHL time as a trade piece to kind of, you know, you, you, you might entice a team in a package with, you know, a second round pick or a third round pick to say, Hey, like maybe we can get a late, late first round pick for, for a, one of those young defensemen, you package another pick in and, and see what happens. Yeah. They, they don't have a ton of assets to, to give up for one of those picks or at least they shouldn't, they're not in a position to be giving up a ton of assets either. It de- yeah, it depends on right. if there is if a first-round talent right. if that they've they got a guy that know they that know they want to have, yeah. and I'm okay with that. To trade to get in the first round just to say you got a first-round pick, that's a little silly to me. Uh, but that yeah, one of those young defensemen, yeah. you do, it's a numbers game. you got all these guys that could be NHL defensemen, but you only have six roster spots, and Seth Jones is here until you know the, the next century. So, you know, <laughs> you, you got to do – everybody, every prospect you got at this point is an asset. Right, mm. they're tra- they're they're currency at this point. Some of them may develop and be good players for you, or you can use them to get other things you need. So those that's a possibility. The trade you've got a whole bunch of extra second and third round picks this season. You got those two extra first round picks from Tampa uh, in twenty three and twenty four right. that you got for Brendan Hagel. So maybe you package that twenty twenty four first round pick and one of these defensemen to get into the first round, but only do it if there's a guy that you see that you know is exactly what you need Mm -hmm. for your plan. Don't just do it to do it. Right. There's there's plenty of great talent in the second. Don't move a guy to get the 30th or 31st pick. Right. Like, if if you're going to get in there, you got to get in. Get in the 15, 16 range, and it's a guy you you just love and you know is going to be a star for a long period of time, then you give it up. Yeah, if a team's on the clock and the guy you want is still there and you're like, we can get into the spot, Mm -hmm. then you think about it. I I don't think... You know, just getting one, like you said, for the sake of it. No, giving up Isaac Phillips to get the 29th overall pick is not worth it. And just to me. see who might be there at yeah. that time. Yeah. Right. I tend to agree with that. Uh, by the way, on the chat, we had someone bring up a big Swede that the Hawks signed in the past. This is from uh, Dan. He says, a few years back, the Hawks signed a tall Swede. He be. played like a dude half the size. I forget his name. Victor Svedberg. Victor Svedberg. Victor Svedberg. Yep. Six foot Six, seven. Eight, eight. two thirty-four. Birthday is coming up this week. You you can figure that out by uh, birthdays tomorrow. Yes, if you if you uh, check out my this week in Blackhawks history column on allchgo.com, you would know that the giant Swede defenseman is uh, turning a year older tomorrow. 
Don't go to Twitter and say anything bad about him because his brother will try and fight you. That's all I <laughs> really that's all he gets. <laughs> all right. I, uh, I was I was I was threatened by his brother because I had the nerve to say he made a bad defensive play in a game. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. So okay. Well, lots he of lots plays of, about as physically as Henrik Borgstrom, if I recall correctly. Yeah. For a guy that big. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was he was very tall, and, and very, uh, tall. very tall. Yeah. All right, look good in the uniform, though. He did. Uh, got one here from Ted on Twitter. He says, what goalie reclamation projects might be out there? And this is going to be, this will be a big off-season topic for us, the whole goalie yeah. thing. Yeah, well, yeah this you, is the whole podcast. The, the whole yeah. goalie situation. <laughs> well, we can is, do yeah. this quickly. I'm going to name some of the veteran goalies that are out there, and let's see how all this moves the meter. Of course, there's Marc-Andre Fleury. Don't think that's He's not happening. coming back. Who? Miko M- Koskinen. <laughs> no. Darcy Kemper. Uh, mm. Colorado is probably going to keep him around. Yeah. yeah. Thomas Grice. Mm. Is he, how old is he? Uh, not as old as the next guy on the list. Yaroslav Halak. Ooh. Uh, uh, probably, no. Corey Schneider. With Grace no is 36. Does he do anything for you? No. Braden Holtby. Mm. Maybe. Martin Jones. Does he stay in Dallas? That's a good question. Martin Jones is out there. Uh, no, he, yeah, he doesn't no. have to be. Uh, Jack Campbell's on this list, but I he think he's going to stay in Toronto. Stay. I think David Riddich, no, and Casey DeSmith, no. Those are your top free agent goalies. So, yeah, I here's here's how here's something I would do. If you want a goalie reclamation project where you can in in getting those assets we were talking about, call Toronto and say, hey, we will take. Peter Morazic's contract off your hands for the next two years. What do you want to throw in there to sweeten that deal? Does Kyle Dubas answer that call? Well, they made up. Is They're he, buddies. Are they? They're Kyle oh. bros now. Kyle bros. Good Lord. That whole thing is laughable. Well, it, <laughs> it still annoys I, I, me. It is the Maple Leafs. But so I, I do agree that that is worth a call to make. Because, sure. listen, Peter Morazic is, when, when healthy, is a, is a starting NHL goalie. Mm-hmm. So I here's how I would say we're going to do a whole podcast on this soon, but I say you bring back Kevin Lankin on a cheap one year prove it deal. You get Mrazek, and you get that asset, you get that draft pick or that prospect that comes, and those are your those are your one A one B for next season. Mm-hmm. They could be good, they could be hot garbage. But if they're hot garbage, then you increase it, your chances to one of those. Yeah, top if, three picks. if they're garbage, it won't matter. Exactly, because, you right. kind of sort okay, of then. without saying it publicly, <laughs> you kind of sort of want them to be right. But Mrazek is good. There's an asset to flip at the trade deadline. Everybody needs if, a goaltender. If either at the trade of them deadline. are, yeah. If either of them, and are. and Mrazek's deal is not. There's, an, I think, there's a one more year beyond this, but it's mm-hmm. not an awful deal. It's under four million a year. Three point six, I want to say. If I'm remembering, so that's yeah. not terrible to take on at a trade deadline deal, and then you can even sweeten that a little bit and say we'll retain half the cap for next year yeah. because you can. Yeah. So there are a lot of there are a lot more pros and cons than than, than rolling the dice on a Peter Mrazek. And then, you know, you do it. I think you do Toronto a solid there. And then that builds up that, you know, relationship that's so scarred and tainted. <laughs> God, it's so weak. What a what a clown. I used to have a lot of respect for Kyle Dubas. But after that, like, come on, man. Like, yeah. you, know, you know what? It's, a, it's Toronto. It's going to get out. Yeah. The story's going to get out. The, the fact that he was just, like, upset that that information got out, it was like, Dude, it came from Dreger. Like yeah. he's literally yeah. in your backyard. Yeah, yeah. The guy from TSN do doesn't happen? have doesn't have sources in Chicago. He's got him in Toronto. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I got one here from Jason uh, from Twitter. He says, "If you're the Blackhawks and you're drafting to shore up organizational depth, 
What positions or maybe even roles are you looking to focus on this year and the next? Center. Center. Yeah. Down the middle. Watch the playoffs. Center. Games are won and lost down the middle. I, I think someone also sent us a question about the center depth. Um, I don't think we're going we're right. to really get to it. But they mentioned Strom and, and Strom, Doc, Doc. Reichel, Taze. It's like, it's yeah, but Strom, Doc, Reichel. Are all unproven centers. It's, yeah. Well, it's yeah. not Strom anymore. Strom, I think, is legitimately a center in the NHL. Doc is not. Doc, I think he should be on the wing. And Reichel, Reichel, TBD, right. he can play both. That's but not great center depth. No, it's not. And and no. and, and behind Reichel, what do you have? Nothing. Evan Barrett. Evan Barrett. Right, exactly. The way Greg is saying that <laughs> proves the point. So yeah, organiz, like organizational. And he didn't depth, even play center most of the season. No, either. organizational depth at center is is got to be addressed. Yeah. And I think in this year's draft, the easiest thing that we could, the easiest solution to that that could have happened was winning the top pick and getting Shane right. Obviously, it didn't happen. So now you got to get a little bit creative, and you got to rely on your scouting department to say, hey. Who's someone, if they don't get in the first round, who is someone in the second round that we can go out and say, who is a center that, one, uh, plays, I, I think I think when you look at the Blackhawks and you look at, when you look at the NHL and centers that are successful, you got to be able to have a little bit of size. You got to be able to skate well. You got to have uh, a good, you know, good head on your shoulders, have a good, good hockey sense and, and think the game well. Um, and I think some of the some of the best centers in the league are, you know, if you're not Connor McDavid, you got to be able to be sound defensively and, you know, be able to, you know, provide uh, at both ends of the ice. Yeah. You, so if there's someone in the second round that can check all those boxes, they don't have to be Patrice Bergeron year one. But if there's someone that can check all those boxes and you can develop as an, another center that will come up through the organization as someone that you can yeah. point to and say they do a little bit of everything right, that's that's a good first step. Draft, I think you could draft at least two of those guys this draft. At least. Uh, oh, yeah. You need you need guys up front. And the good thing about getting young centers is if you stockpile, say say you draft three or four young centers I'm in, in, this, okay in this draft, that's fine because it's easier to figure out if a center, if, if someone played center in junior or in college or whatever, it's easier to move them to a wing than to have a wing and say, oh, we're yes. going to try and shoehorn, uh, shoehorn you into center. That right. doesn't work. Yeah. No, it, it's time to get some some center depth, any depth up front. They got none right now. Yeah. But start in the middle and work your way out. Watch the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's, you got to play defense to win. In the, in the Look at what the Tampa Bay Lightning are doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here come the Florida Panthers, president winning trophy, offensive dynamo team, and they are getting shut the F down. Yes, they are. Because the Tampa Bay Lightning played team defense. That's how the Blackhawks won those three Stanley Cups. This is a lesson that the Panthers are learning the hard way right now. This is a lesson that's been shoved down the Toronto Maple Leafs' throat for the past six years, but they refuse to acknowledge that you got to play really good defense. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay showing it. They've had one of their best postseason performers of the last two seasons. Braden Point hasn't been on the ice this series with an injury, and they are likely to sweep the Florida God. Panthers out of the second round because they play defense. So start their defensive-minded centers. You can never have too many of them. Agree. All right, we got one more here that's a little bit more complex. This is from Bears and Hawks. He says, I love your podcast, but I'm confused about the rebuild value of things. Uh, number one, why keep Dylan Strom? Trade his rights. Wouldn't they be higher now than they have been since we gave him his last bridge deal? 
And number two, keep and qualify re-sign for a year. Dominic Kubelik isn't his value lower than ever before. If the Hawks trade Strom, put Taves as center number one, it boosts Taves' value for the trade deadline. He'd have his contract and actually get something of value for him. That gives you a top six of Kane, Cat, Taves, Johnson, Kubelik, Kurashev, Reichel, etc. Um, more than six? Yeah, who was just kind of going through like okay. the dash, <laughs> slash, like, slash, slash, like, top six. Um, I, you know, we were just talking about their lack of center depth. And I think trading Dylan Strom puts you in a really bad spot when it comes to center depth. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it's even something they can consider at this point because Doc can't win a faceoff. You don't know what you've gotten right. Well, we just went through the whole thing. There's no one in the organization to step up and take that job. The Cuba League thing is interesting. And I would be interested to see what it would take to bring him back um, because I do think he's better than he played last season. He's probably not as good as he was as a rookie. He's somewhere in between there. But I do agree that Kubik's value is probably lower than it's ever it's been. It's the lowest it'll be. Hopefully it's the lowest it'll be. But, yeah, it's the lowest it's been since he's been within within the team. So I have no problem bringing him back regardless of what happens with Strom. I don't have a problem bringing Kubik back and say, let's see what we can get. Let's see what you've got. Can't, you know. I don't think you can bring him back at what his, what his RFA offer is going to be, which is $4 million plus. Like I don't, I don't think you can do that. No, he's not getting that anyway. So if if you can, if you can go to him and say we believe, like you said, we believe you're better than you showed last year, but but we can't pay you four million a year for two three years or whatnot. If they can go to him for a short term deal at an you know an agreeable price, you know two million or three or whatever, something it can't be the the value that he's just given it's got to be the value that he's going to bring um if he can agree to that because i don't know what the free agent market's going to look like for him if he's not qualified um given his performance the last two seasons if he can agree to that i'm i'm fine with that as well but i i don't think you can bring him back and say yeah you did everything we expected here's your qualifying offer like i i, I don't think that that I think, would work and and to just touch on dylan strom and i, I agree with all of that I'm, I'm i'm okay with dominic kubelik on a on a team-friendly contract because you know that that's could be a tradable asset. There's value to keeping Strom too, because he's still at an age where he could still be a very uh, big contributor when this team is a playoff team again. He's not like we're talking about a 28, 29 year old guy. This is a guy that has yet to play his best hockey in yeah. this league. And he plays center and he played center very well. Yeah. He was, he was for a, most of your season, your best face off guy. Which is it just blows my mind to say that, yeah. considering how would bad have, it was. Would not have put uh, would, would have put a points back. And that gives on, me a little bit of hope that Kirby Doc may actually be able to figure this out one day. Because Dylan Strome was pretty bad at the dot. But all of a sudden, mm. he became one of your most reliable guys. There's still a lot of value to bring him back. But again, it's going to be much like Kubelik. What's the value? What's the long-term contract look like? Maybe do, uh, Davidson decides yeah it is worth it more to see if i could trade his rights than what he brings but you got to have someone win faceoffs the next couple of seasons yeah. and right now a team without dylan strome taking draws it's not it's not pretty by the way on the kuba league thing remember last year the hawks had pia Suter on a one-year deal he was a restricted free agent they they did not qualify him he became an unrestricted free agent signed a two-year deal with detroit for 3.25 so that's I would say it's probably comparable to what Kubelik would look like as an unrestricted free agent. 
something along those lines. I think he's yeah. he's proven to be an NHL scorer a little more than Suter had at that point. But Suter had, you know, for for a Blackhawks team that didn't have a ton going well for them last season, he was one of the things that was like he was one of the players that was like, oh, he, he showed up pretty well, especially against Detroit. Yeah, so <laughs> that that probably helped. Yeah. I I think I think he signed that deal with an upward trajectory. Kubelik is coming in with a downward trajectory into right. free agency. So, it, but but yeah, I, I think it's somewhere in that range. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. They can let him. They can not qualify him. Let him explore the market and still get him, and yeah. then get him yeah. back. Yeah. They could. Absolutely. Th- then I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If, yeah, if, no, if I don't he would, if if, if they could, if 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 Kyle Davidson could could lay out, you know, the structure of of doing that and and sell him on, hey, we would like to give you this deal, but not. You know, you're not qualify it. If he's okay with that, that that would be the route to go. I don't know if there's going to be a, a team, you know, that's going to outbid the Blackhawks for him, depending on what the what the deal would be. Um, but they could they could take that approach for sure. All right. Well, that was a really great first episode of uh, Mailbag Monday. We appreciate all your questions. Feel free throughout the week to hit us up on Twitter. All of our social accounts. I'm at Jay Zawoski. Greg's at Greg Boyson. Mario's at Mario underscore Tirabasi. You can tweet us at the CHGO underscore Blackhawks account. We've got an email account, blackhawks at allchgo.com. Hit us up on the Discord. We're going to do our best to keep track of all these so every Monday we can plow through them and get your questions answered. We appreciate that. Uh, we got a little more to get to before we wrap up, but Greg's got something in his coffee mug he wants to tell you about. Oh, absolutely. I mean, now that it's brunch with the Blackhawks every day here, it's a perfect opportunity to uh, get your Strava Craft Coffee Brew. I know the Region Rev already said she's got hers, and our fearless leader Kevin is drinking his as well. Because you know why? Because it is a game changer, and it is a fantastic product. Uh, Strava CBD coffee has helped thousands of people improve their overall wellness and quality of life, including a lot of us right here sitting in this office today. It delivers Strava delivers delicious, fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad spectrum CBD, CBD from hemp. Doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you such as feeling more alert and focus without the jitters you can live your day uh you can live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains that's the best part right there plus including cbd in your daily routine can even help you enjoy a more restful night of sleep so you wake up feeling your best the best part is that strava everything is about quality it is small batch fresh coffee strip shipped straight to your door it's delicious coffee and it has all the benefits of full spectrum concentrated cbd for those looking to uh, use that effects in your life as well and also chgo listeners can save 25 percent off their entire purchase that's a whole quarter off your bill just by using the promo code chgo25 at checkout that's 25 percent off your entire order at stravacraftcoffee.com when you use that promo code chgo25 at checkout and if you already love strava and Dag nubbit, you should by now. Yes. <laughs> you can subscribe and save when you become a member of the Strava Coffee Club. With Strava, they put you in total control. You can save on all your favorite flavors of coffee and concentrations of CBD and have them automatically delivered to your home with no worries or your office. You want to send them to work, they'll get it there exactly when you choose. So it doesn't get any easier than that. Great product over there at Strava. And uh, we will be rocking the Strava a lot with these 11 a.m. starts going forward. It's going to be uh, crucial to uh, getting through these, these early morning in. shows. These, that, that morning <laughs> commute, it, it comes with a cup of Strava in the, in the uh, cup holder these days. And that helps with traffic as well. 
You know, I got to say, this is something I've noticed on the Eisenhower. I know it's legal now, but people just will just puff away on whatever type of product <laughs> they want on the highway. Is that legal? I don't, I don't think you should. Use. I think it's like yeah. you could still you get a DUI. That, that yeah. seems like with not weed. legal yeah. to me. I don't I don't the little the little that. electronic boards all over the highway say drive high, get a DUI. Yeah. So while doing it is legal, doing I mean, it while driving highly illegal and also blatant. highly stupid. Treat it like booze. No pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I love when you know there's those cars that'll drive by you and you're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. So party going on in there. Just got yeah. passed by the Cypress Hill tour bus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, uh, official message: don't don't do it while you drive. No. Yeah. But Strava is not. Stra- yes, yeah, Strava there's no is cannabis not, in, not the in same Strava, thing. so yeah. you can drink cannabis CBD coffee and CBD drive. CBD coffee will help you yell less at the yes, exactly at the less uh, pudwack less. that didn't use his turn signal <laughs> to cut you off. Leave Tony D'Angelo out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Pudwax, speaking of Pudwax, <laughs> Mario's got something on his mind. Yeah, I, I just I just wanted to uh, address this before before we go um, over the weekend between not only between uh, the NHL playoffs, but also you know what 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 Tim Anderson um, had to endure uh, this weekend playing against the Yankees from 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 Josh Donaldson, and and we've seen you know racial incidents in in sports, racially charged incidents in hockey, way too often. Yep. Um, this this weekend, uh, Nazem Kadri uh, was involved in a in a collision that injured Jordan Bennington in the in the Avalanche and St. Louis Blues game, and it came you know came to light that Kadri had been getting a lot of um, threats and and just you know racially charged um, comments towards him. It's not something uh, that is is new to him in in his career, unfortunately, um, you know. And it's not something that is is new to hockey for for non-white players. It, it's 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 incredibly um, overabundant and it's incredibly disheartening. And and it's something that the you know the hashtag hockey is for everyone. You know, you I just shake my head because it's it's not. And right. there's a lot to go not only in hockey but in sports. And and I know the the White Sox podcast today. They're gonna I'm sure they're gonna talk at, at length about the incident between you know, Tim Anderson and Josh Donaldson and and just. Um, I just, it's, it, it's uncalled for. Absolutely. It's, it's a, it's a terrible thing within sports and within society to, um, to, to, to think that those things are okay. And to, to go after someone, um, you know, over, over an incident that, you know, you want to talk about intentional back, you know, back, back history of, of, of play on the ice, things like that. You can have that conversation without bringing in, you know, racist things uh, 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 attached uh, to to to, to Kadri and and it's just I I, I I can't believe that you know we're in in 2022 and we're still dealing with this and it's things have awareness and and people pointing it out and standing up against it within sports and society I believe is going in the right direction but we have a long yeah. way to go before hockey is for everyone is actually a true statement. Yeah, I, I put out a thing real quick. I know we're up against the clock here, but I put, I retweeted the Kadri thing, and I put, you quote tweeted it, love the sport, hate the culture. And I had someone say, well, that's a that's a dangerous blanket statement. There are All, all hockey fans welcome in. Every, and I said, okay, first of all, that's, not true. that's totally that's not, not true. true. And, yes, you are right. There are more good people than awful people in the sport of hockey. But until all those good people – stand up and say that's wrong and we don't want it here this is going to continue 
So we just can't sit here and hope that, you know, peace and love and lollipops and sunshine are going to win out at the end. We got to stand up and say, this isn't right. One racist, one bigot, one homophobic person in the sport is one too many. Yeah. So, the, so yes, there are more good people than bad people in the sport. There are more good people than bad people in the world. Yep. But it's up to us as the good people to stand up and say this is not acceptable. And that's not just hockey. It's not just sports. It it's is everywhere. every aspect every, of society. Every office, every yes. bus you get on, everywhere. When it's, you see something bad, the good people need to say something and be a part of the fi- of the fix and not just sit back and sit on their hands yes. and not say anything. Silence um, enables the ugliness. That's right. And it makes it stronger. That's right. So, all right. Well, I'm glad you said that, Mario. Yes. Uh, right. It was an important thing to say. All right. Tomorrow we're debuting a new... Tomorrow's going to be... Like, Tuesday's going to become our fun day of the week. It's going to be called Top Shelf Tuesday. All of the days are fun, Jay. They're all fun. <laughs> but we're going to do something fun and unique every Tuesday. Tomorrow... We're each going to draft our own lineup built of players currently in the playoffs, but there's a catch. We can only take one player per team. So we're going to draft center, wing, wing, DD, goalie. But we can only pick one oiler, one flame, one avalanche, et cetera, et cetera. Should be a lot of fun. Join us for that. Um, and a little bit of Connor McDavid discussion tomorrow, too, because that dude is doing some stuff. He's good at the game. <laughs> that kid's got a future. He might He might be good someday. <laughs> he might be good someday. All right, so we're going to wrap things up. Thanks to Lawrence for producing, as always. I know the mailbag shows are a bit of a challenge getting all the graphics up there, so thank ah, you. We put, we put him right crazy. to the test after his week ah. in Maui. Yeah, I, uh, you know. Welcome was, back. We missed you here, buddy. I was a little hazy, you know, but it's all good. We, got we wanted to get you right back into the flow of things, so we appreciate, appreciate it. it. And just a reminder, we're presented by PointsBet. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. To get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, make sure you're subscribed on your podcast apps. Make sure you like the Facebook page. No. Yeah, the CHGO Sports Facebook page. And subscribe to the YouTube channel. Turn on those notifications on all so you know when we're live. We'll talk to you Tuesday at 11 a.m. for Top Shelf Tuesday on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.